Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. At Keystone, we believe exceptional organizations don't just happen. They are built by focused leaders that recognize their authentic leadership superpowers. Join us for a serious dose of inspiration. Welcome, everybody, to the Superpower Success Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. I have got quite the treat for you. I've got Jackie Rake here with me. She is an executive leader. She's a change agent. Um, she's a wine lover, which is the most important of all of your titles, um, for me at least. Love it. Um, and she leads marketing for King Technologies. She's also got an amazing story. And so she's gonna she's gonna share her leadership wisdom bombs with us today. No pressure. <laughs> Wow. Leadership so, bonds. Let's go. So just so you understand the relationship that Jackie and I have, it does revolve around wine. I'm not too proud to admit that. Um, but she came in here and said, I'm afraid I'm going to swear. And I looked at her and said, have you met me? <laughs> like, you're fine. So just so you know, I had to give her some crap on air on that. That, yeah. that Hey, that's just the way it is. We're passionate, yeah, right? About what we do. Crap. Right. Right. <laughs> so I want you to start. We don't do bios. I just want you to start with Telling your story. How did you get to this level of success? And, you know, what's been that journey that's gotten you there? Gosh, um, as I thought about this, my path is not like most paths, mm -hmm. right? So it, it, I didn't, you know, hit it big in a boardroom or have a great <laughs> launch or anything like that. Um, I got to this in a pretty non-traditional way. And it mm -hmm. happened when I was 16. So June 17th, 1994, I was in a terrible car accident. And I had all my eggs in one basket as an, as an athlete, right? You're just, you're known for an athlete. You live, you breathe it. Big volleyball player had aspirations to go play in college. And then all of a sudden that was all taken away one night, right? Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot um, about the value of family. Um, I learned a lot about grit. Boy, there were days, um, you know, I was on in a wheelchair for six months crutches for two and a half years and I've had 18 surgeries, you know, determination and grit and prayer and family. And I, I honestly believe it started there. You lived a lifetime before yeah. you were even. I, I, had, I had no idea what happened. I really didn't. And I didn't. And I always knew quitting wasn't an option. That was never on the radar. That was that athletic part in you, though. That and that was, was leaning on. Yes. Yeah. And my parents. Yeah. There was never an option. Um, yes, you're going to go to physical therapy four times a week for hours. Yes, you're going to be doing all these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And you're going to walk again. And you're going to do this. And you're going to go to college. And through that, many ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I mean, many ups and downs. But at the end of it, boy, you look back and you come out of that and you go, wow, I'm so grateful for my parents. And my family, I'm so grateful that you just push through. And, and now I look at it and I always explain to people in my team. Now, you know why I'm a bulldog because I, I won't quit. I'm very determined. I put my eyes on the prize and I drive to it. And hopefully there's, you know, when in the business context, there's, you know, I have great teams and people and mentors that can help you through that, yeah. but very, very determined. And then I basically redefine myself and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not going to be a volleyball player, then what am I going to be? And mm -hmm. business is it. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, I got my undergrad and graduate at Carlson school of management. And that's kind of where the career started 23 years ago. Yeah. 
You know what, what I think is fascinating and why we want people to tell stories, because that may or may not be part of your bio. It doesn't matter, but it's part of your success journey. And I think so many of us just see the bio or we just see the title mm-hmm. and think, oh, it must have been so easy for her, right? Or him, or they they must have just been, you know, they had that given to them because they had the right connections or they had the, people don't understand that all of us have a journey, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes that journey is a cancer, you know, survival that you've gone through. It's a death in the family. It's a whatever it is, a divorce. We mm-hmm. all have a journey that's kind of created the muscle. Yep. That we need to do what we were supposed to do. And that's why I appreciate you sharing that because it it can start way back then, but the most successful people on the planet, and I've interviewed a lot of successful people all have stuff in their story Mm -hmm. that they survived, that they didn't love. That wasn't great in the moment, but they used it for good. Right. And that's where I think I'm, I'm proud. And I also had my parents there with me. And it was ugly. It was nasty. It was hard. Lots of tears, lots of, you know, bad days, Mm -hmm. but they were always there to pick me up. And they, it was always, you're going forward. There was no rear view mirror. It was windshield all the way. Yeah. Um, And we got through it, you know, and successful career. I've got two kids. We're, you know, happily married with Jeff. I mean, it's just great. That now yeah. on the other side, it, it yeah. feels it feels much better. But there was a lot of sweat, tears, grit. Yeah. But your gratitude is probably at another level because of it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you more easily step into gratitude because you know what it could really be, right? What rock bottom feels like, looks like, yeah. that kind of thing. So I think that parlays into our leadership, right? And how we lead. So I, that's where I want to go next is, do you have a leadership moment that stands out for you as like something that like, that was the light bulb. That was the moment that changed me. Something you did, something else did for you. Like, is there a moment that stands out? You know, there's so many moments and I've had mm-hmm. so many great mentors and I will talk about a pivotal moment. Um, It actually was a failure and it was Perfect. a new product introduction failure. When I was at Toro, Um, we, many reasons we did not have things lined up and I am a young maybe 23 22 you know just hungry ready Mm -hmm. to get after it super passionate about this project and it it didn't work Mm -hmm. it worked great for one year and then boom it fell off and the reason I mentioned that moment is I'm a big person on don't be afraid to fail fail forward Mm -hmm. so it's kind of what you do with it and how you manage those failures that teach you so much Mm -hmm. um and I would say that was probably and it was very early I was young I was scared um but I had a great mentor and leader Mm -hmm. and just fabulous learnings from that that I can I was just talking with my current boss now about you know just product failures and what you do with it and Mm -hmm. it, it was so pivotal and that was 23 20 years ago right I, I believe that fail, it's only failure if you don't learn from it. So there are times I think people fail because they choose not to say, how do we move forward, right? What can we take forward and learn from this opportunity? That's when you, you've lost that, right? Because okay. there's so much learning in the postmortem, in the you know analysis after the fact that I think is so important. How do you use that now? So you said you just had this conversation, right? How do you see that playing forward with your team and how you build that in them? Because failure is something that's really scary for most humans. Yep. I think it helps. It starts with our culture. Like our culture at King Technology, Joe is very, he's incredible leader, 
just the most brilliant entrepreneur, super creative. And he's really created a culture that it's okay to fail as long as you fail forward. Um, So when you have that culture kind of already set, then I can work with my team to be like, hey, let's go take a chance. It's okay. You know, we're going to learn something. Um, And it's what, like you said, what we take away from it. So I think Mm -hmm. it starts with the culture. And then us as leaders, you know, just nudging and urging and encouraging people to take chances, you know, and it could be great. And you know what, if it's not, that's okay. Because now we know what didn't work and we can rebuild. Yeah. What's beyond that? What's, what's the most important lesson that you've learned as a leader over your career? I think in order to be successful and successful is not by money. It's not by um, position. It's for me is how my team feels and collaborates in how productive they are. For me, it's building trust in that Mm -hmm. team and winning their heads and hearts and them knowing I have their back. Because then I think it's so much easier and more and and comfortable to go out on a limb and take a chance. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're going to get bigger wins. Yep. It's we describe it as conscious leadership. That's really Mm -hmm. what you are, right? It's, It's more than the thing the project, whatever it is, is, is you're, you're trying to be consciously leading them, meaning the whole person mm-hmm. and caring about them because that's where the performance comes from. Yeah. That's where they can rise to the occasion. They didn't even think that they could do. And I think you'd mentioned something about the whole person, mm-hmm. the way I manage and just interact is I want to get to know you, you know, I've got woo and is my number one strength and I want to, you know, get to know you understand, you know, like yeah. how's, what are you doing? your in your free time or how's your family doing? And then, you know, the work part, it's just kind of the like the whole self. And I just feel like it just brings your team together. And, you know, if something is happening, then we have the awareness, you know, that, Hey, we need to help out here because so-and-so has something going on in their life. Totally. So I think that from a leadership perspective, it's trust in just winning their heads and hearts, because at the end of the day, none of us do this alone. I mean, it, we are on the backs of so many people before us. Yep. So and it's recognizing that and then building it for the people that are yet to come, right? Leaving it better than you found it. Outside of that woo, that whole person approach that you as a leader, what other, do you, any other superpowers that you feel like you have? I, we all uniquely have different superpowers. No, there's no one way to be a good leader. Yep. So I love when people share theirs because it's like someone may resonate with that. Like I, I have that. Maybe I could be a better leader by leaning on that more. What are your superpowers as a leader? Yeah, you know, I think there's a few of them. Um, if I think about what what sets me apart from other leaders mm-hmm. would be very driven, very authentic, kind of what you see is what you get. I'm just a small town, you know, Waconia mm-hmm. gal trying to make big things happen, but I'm really authentic. And mm-hmm. to me, that's important. Yep. Um, I would also say really courageous. There are some mm-hmm. things that I had no business taking on in my career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they took a chance on me and voila, you know, you're like, okay, because I have the grit, I've got the passion, determination, it just all kind of came together and Mm -hmm. I've created a lot of, instilled a lot of positive change in organizations. Yeah, I love that. How do you define leadership? You know, leadership is casting or sharing a vision um, and then motivating and cheerleading and mobilizing people and teams to go make it happen. And then when you you kind of chalk the field, we, our job as leaders is to go knock down the barriers. 
and then get the hell out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, so you kind of chalk the field, let them set expectations, okay. and then you get out and let them do their thing. Because if you have the right people on the bus, they don't need us in there. They just need us there to cast the vision. Here's where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Support them, mobilize resources, motivate, cheerlead, and then you get out of the way. Yeah. Chalk the field. I'm stealing that. I'm writing a blog on it because I love that concept, right? Everybody mm-hmm. gets it. Like chalk the field and get out of the way. Right. Right. Let them do, be the coach. Exactly. And so exactly. the player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. What do you do on a bad day? How do you Besides see- drink wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whole different subject, whole different podcast that we could record. But to truly as a leader, because I think a lot of people are doing, I don't think, I know a lot of people are dealing with this right now. When you're burnout and you're tired, how do you still show up in yeah. that way? You know, some days are better than others. Absolutely. Um, some days, if I looked back, I'm like, wow, I did not show up the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully those days are few and far between. Yeah. But you're um, human. Yeah. You know, probably my go-to is working out or playing pickleball, something just to like go exercise, mm-hmm. clear your head and, and start a new. That's really important part of my life. Yeah. I'm trying to get into yoga, but boy, that's a hard one for me to get into. <laughs> I'm not going to help with that because I've been trying for years. Oh, I'd be sitting I there and I'm doing it. my to do well. this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, shut off the brain. I can't shut off the brain. <laughs> I love it. What's the biggest challenging challenge that you're facing, whether in their business, personally, just as a leader, what's the biggest challenge you're facing right now? Well, I think from a business perspective, the economy, the, the headwinds that we're heading into are going to be significant, particularly in our industry. Yeah. Um, so that is we've got some major headwinds there from the economy because we are a luxury purchase. Mm-hmm. Personally, the challenges is just staying fresh, hmm. keeping my edge. And that is something I never want to feel complacent and I just want to stay sharp. So things, you know, I I have peer groups and, you know, different meetings and books and I I, I just want to continue to stay sharp. Yeah. Because I think during COVID, I felt like I got on the treadmill and couldn't get off. It was just a constant grind. Yeah. And I lost a lot of those things that I was doing to stay sharp. So now Mm -hmm. post COVID, I'm like, okay. More listen to more podcasts, read more books, getting peer groups, things yeah. of that nature, and really can challenge myself. Yeah. It's so it, what people don't understand is it's a basic human need, right? Psychologically, they've proven that humans have these basic human needs. Five to six depends on the debate on who's one of them is growth. Mm-hmm. Basic human need to be different tomorrow than we were today. It can be really small, it can be big. But I think that happened to a lot of people and it's still happening because we're just in the grind and we're just trying to get it done and we're not networking the Mm -hmm. way we were, right? We're not connecting with people in the same way. We're not reading and yeah, all those things that even I've even had people talk, they're not commuting in the the same way anymore. And so they've lost out on their audible time or their podcast listening time, Mm -hmm. those sorts of things. So we don't even realize it till it's gone that we're not, it's like something just feels weird. You said it so perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I totally can relate to that. So it's a conscious thing that even if you're remote work now, you can still spend 7.30 to 8 a.m. listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Do it while you're doing something around the house or going for a walk or whatever, right? So it's just carving out the time for that growth. And it might look different than it looked before. 
Yes. And it does look different. Yeah. It does look different. And that to me, that's exciting too. Totally. Um, but I have now have a more focused effort on just staying sharp. Yeah. As you look at, and you talked about the great culture, which you guys do, you know, you're known for that is as you look at the headwinds, I love that word. And just the change in business climate and environment and expectations and all of that. What do you think the biggest focus is you as a leader to ensure that culture stays where you want it to be? What are you focusing on right now? You know, I think we, we always go back to our values. Um, We, our mission is to enrich lives daily. Actually, actually, that's our vision. Mm -hmm. And, you know, focusing and making sure that those values, we have six of them that stay front and center at all times. Um, We're, our company is going through just explosive growth. There are people coming in the door new every week. And it was a, it's a, it's a, it's a medium sized business. And we need to make sure that that culture stays and, 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 and to ensure that culture is those of us who have been there. Um, we need to make sure that those values stay super important and front and center and that we all live by them. They're not yeah. just words on a wall. Yep. And this is the first company where I went, came to King technology where you feel it. Yeah. You literally feel it. And it's a, it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Everybody has them on the walls. You know, everybody can, you know, you can all pass, you know, put your values on yeah. whatever, but this is the place where you really feel it. And I think that's our secret special sauce mm-hmm. because it starts with trust. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't, I in corporate big corporate America, we would blind copy all the time and cover your ass. I have never done that. King, yeah. you just you don't need to, right? Because there is that trust, the positive intent, just so I don't safe is a is a word, but I don't want to say safe in the sense that you're not expected to grow. You're, you know, we're driving, right. we are drivers, right. um, but psychologically safe. That's grace, really we give is. grace. Yeah. People feel like they're going to be supported even if they aren't perfect, or something happens, or they say the wrong thing, or like that. We have yes. to create that environment because we're all human. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said something wrong probably in the last two hours today. I mean, we all just, you know, we're, we're in that. So it's, it's the grace yeah, and the space to, to just be who we are, I think is the most important thing. And you're right about being conscious of the explosive growth and what it could do to your culture, because as leaders, some of us believe we control the culture. Well, you don't because the culture is made up of all of the threads that are all the people, right? You're one thread in the culture. What you do is impact it and you can choose how to impact it, not control it. And so the explosive growth is how do we continue to impact it, right? From one side or the other and kind of keep it in the center where we want it to be, but no, it's going to evolve. It has to, right? As as new people come in because they are the culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, but that consciousness, we talk about the four stages of culture and the last one is conscious meaning you are managing it and you know, it's going to evolve, but it's not evolving on its own. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're impacting it and guiding it to keep it within the guardrails. That's good. That's yeah. really good. I yeah. like that. So I keep that up. I think that's because you can have both explosive growth and be able to do that. And that's the fear. I mean, that's, that's, I'm so glad you said that. Cause that's the fear of, do you grow too fast that you impact your culture? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going through right now. It's like, right. okay, we are so protective of it, but I love right. that we're, we're impacting and guiding it, not controlling it. Right. Which I really like that. Right. Perfect. So you talked earlier about you're being a driver 
right? I mean, and that's just naturally, it's how you've been successful. And how are you helping your team right now with mental health, burnout, right? So because being a driver, you're speaking to another one here, I have to be very conscious um, that I don't set that expectation for everyone around me, my kids, my spouse, Mm -hmm. right? right? How do you control that? And how do you help your team with operating at that level and making sure they don't get burnt out? Yes. Oh, so I've made so many mistakes in this area. I have as well. (laughs) Um, And I had, thank goodness, I had mentors and people that would come to me and just, you know, say like, hey, you're running hard and you can burn out a team. So I'm conscious of it now. It was a blind spot, you know, back in my early days. And it's still today, like my passion and my drive that we want to win, you know, and it's a couple of things that we do. One, we take time off. Um, Actually, just a couple of weeks ago, we gave back to um, a food shelf. Mm-hmm. And that's way our way of enriching lives daily. Mm-hmm. Um, we do that. One is I have check-ins every other week with my team. Mm-hmm. And one of the first questions I ask are, are you red, yellow, or green? Mm-hmm. If you're red, we're going to be taking things off and we'll help prioritize. And I can help that with that if, if they want help. But that's one of the things is if you're green, good, yellow, okay. I'm, I, I'm mental note. Don't be sending over anything right now. Mm-hmm. And then three is have fun. You know what I mean? We're known as the loud department. And I love that. I absolutely love it because, you know, at Best Buy, we used to always say, have fun while being the best. We have fun. We're there eight, nine hours. Let's have fun while we're there. And then we also, we have the remote, uh, Mm -hmm. two days a week, our employees work including myself work remote. Mm -hmm. And it's just a combination of all those things, you know, one size doesn't fit all. Right. Um, but probably the biggest thing is that conscious, oh, they're yellow. Do not send that email. Right. Save it. Yeah. Well, and all I can hear as you're talking is you're tuned in. That, that's all it takes. It's not you need to know all the answers and you need to do it perfectly. It's just you're tuned in mm-hmm. to something different and to the feeling and what's going on and how are people doing, which is yes. like the basic. It's free. Right. It's like for leaders. It's just like just tune in. You can tell by someone the way they're walking. You can tell yes. by the way they're sitting in their office or how they're engaging. Right. Like you said, tune in. That, that's perfect. Yeah. Is I can tell them walking down the hallway. Like, are they a little bit lighter something, or is it yeah. something heavy? Or yeah, you can, the way you can the tell. look on their face, the nonverbals, right? Reading Absolutely. that and just knowing is now a time to push or is now a time to turn yep. that off. Or a time to be like, hey, are you okay? Can we yeah. talk? You know, things like that. I mean, hopefully I'm not pushing that hard, but sometimes there's personal things that are happening that I don't know about yet. Right. So, but the red, yellow, green is probably my most consistent way to check myself. When I hear you say that, I think of immediately the the guidance we give and all of our trainings and everything we talk about is asking different questions. So you could sit in those same meetings and say, how are you doing? which is superficial and we all do it. How are you? Good, great. Okay. And then we move on, right? It doesn't have any substance to it. When you force them, I mean, to say red, yellow, or green, they have to self-analyze and they have to go deeper than just how are you, Mm -hmm. right? So as leaders, people say, oh, like what's one simple thing I can do? This is what I tell them. Ask different questions. Mm. Make people's brains turn on in a different way, right? What's the best thing that's happened in the last week? 
What's one thing you're struggling with big time right now? Oh, I need to steal these from you. Like, but there's right. There's, That's there's great. All of these. And it just, in every single meet, ask something a little bit different because what it does is scientifically, it makes me go, wait a minute. You just always ask how we're doing. And now you're asking this. So I've got to go figure out, I don't know. Am I ready? Yellow green, right? Yeah. What is the best thing that's happened in the last week? And immediately I have gratitude, right? So you're turning on different things. Yes. And I think it's so simple for leaders but just brainstorm those list of questions. I have leaders that we coach that just keep them in their notebook, right? I and they'll pull them, them out yes. before the meeting. That Maybe is we so need to good. create a one sheet. We yeah, on I think that just I'm constantly capturing those types of things. A thought starter, just to start yeah. the conversation differently. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That could be actually a wonderful blog or a LinkedIn post. Totally. Okay, I'm on it. How do, wait, how do I get work out of this podcast? <laughs> wait a minute that's a great idea <laughs> and then she's like that's a great idea and then send it to me please <laughs> I love it a delegation I guess that's one yeah. way for there you show. go it's one of your one of your strengths <laughs> um given everything that we've kind of talked about today what's for the leaders listening right we're, we're all have good intentions right we're all doing the best we can with what we've got in the situation we're in what's the message you would leave them with like do this, start the here, like, just don't overcomplicate it. Give grace, give mm -hmm. grace to yourself, give grace to your team, your family. Mm -hmm. I think if you start there and have some empathy, everybody's in a different spot at a different time with mm -hmm. so many things going on that I think that will go a long way. And if you have the right people on your team and you have trust, give grace. And you know, what's beautiful about that is if you can learn how to give grace to yourself first, you're much better about giving it to other people. Yeah. And I, I'm I still working on that struggle. I am mm -hmm. as well. Right. Just being like, you're fine. Okay. So maybe you didn't do that perfectly or that conversation. Maybe that could have gone a little different way. You're human. Absolutely. Right. It doesn't define who you are. It's a moment in time. Right. Yep. And give yourself the grace to do better tomorrow. Exactly. Do different tomorrow. And that's a, that's a beautiful way to kind of sum this up, but you're not done. So we've got the bonus round. Oh gosh. So these are the fun questions. Okay, shoot. Okay, so we got we got the good <laughs> inspirational like the leadership stuff out of the way. So now this is the part I love the most. First one, what does being when I say ridiculously human, what does that mean to you? What pops hmm. into your head? You didn't what prepare me on that nope. on these. Nope. Ridiculously human. I would say authentic and real mm -hmm. and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I love it all. And swear. Yeah. Sometimes. Swear. Sometimes, sometimes it just, makes it feel better. Sometimes you got to let it out. <laughs> what do you think the world's going to look like in five years? I am hopeful that we will get through this. Mm -hmm. well, we, we will get through this economy. We will get through, you know, the COVID and all of the tension um, in the country. My hope is that in five years, we are more patient and not so quick to fire across the bow behind, you know, behind the laptop and have more conversations. Mm. Um, we, I just feel like so many have lost that connection to human. And it's like they sit yeah. behind a keyboard and they're firing off yeah. when, you know, let's come together and have a conversation. Yeah. Um, that would be my hope mm -hmm. in five years mm -hmm. that we're making better strides that way. Yeah, I, I talk about it um, with leaders around softening the edges of our judgment, 
Yeah. Because as humans, we judge, right? Like it's just, it's natural, but how do we soften the edges of that? So it's not so extreme. Yes. You're either with me or against me. No, yes. you're not right. There's a whole lot in the middle in between there. And I think that's kind of societally, what we've gotten to is you're either on my side or you're on the other mm-hmm. side. And then there's all of us standing in the center going, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah. We're not. Why is this right? so black and white? Yes. Right. I love that. Just I'm stealing Politically, that. societally, all of it. And, and how do we start to soften the edges and, and listen and say, maybe there's some truth to what you believe and it's different than what I believe. And maybe I need to challenge my belief that I've had since I grew up. And maybe that belief needs to change, but maybe it doesn't. And that's okay. And that's okay too. That's where the respect right. comes in. It's 100%. like, you know, I have, I have great friends where we're not, we don't see eye to eye on certain things yeah. and that's okay. Right. That's okay. And we can still respect each other. And absolutely. Yeah. yeah, That's a great message. So the last one is to lead well, you need to be well, right? Mm -hmm. As the leader, what's one thing you do consistently to keep your energy where it needs to be? I have three things. Okay. One, I go to bed early every night. I have to get eight, nine, maybe even 10 hours of sleep. Mm So if people call at 830, there's a good chance I'm getting ready for bed. I take a lot of shit for that one <laughs> too, because I work out mm-hmm. and I work out for my mind. I work out for my body. Mm-hmm. Um, just because after 18 surgeries, I have to keep yeah. moving, but you can't do too much. So there's a balance there and it's great for me mentally. And I'd say three, I drink so much water in a day mm-hmm. and it is so mm-hmm. healthy. So I'd say those three okay. and then wine. And then, right. That, that's <laughs> taking care of yourself as well. But I just, you know, and I think everyone has their own practices and their own things that help them. But I think when things get hectic, we forget. What right? do you this do? Is, this is what, we, what do I do for mine? Yeah. I'm very religious about my morning. I get up before anybody else in the house, right? Early morning. I work out. I earn my meditation. So I actually work out and then treat myself to a, to a 10, 15 minute meditation, which sounds strange. Like, it's like, okay, let's just get this workout done, right? And if I do that, then my treat is I get to chill, right? The house is quiet and I look forward to it every single day. Oh, wonderful. And so that, and then it's all about moving my body. So there's a lot of days um, where I'll work out in the morning and then I can't wait to get home and take the dog for a walk, mm-hmm. right? It's the peaceful time, not that it's just moving your body. So anytime I feel stressed, I, I mean, I'll walk in the door and beeline straight to go change. And my, I just tell my family, I got to go for a run. I got to go for a walk because there's something knotted up inside of me. And I know my body enough to know the only way I move through that knot is to move it. Yeah. Yep. And so for me, it's, it's that. Do you ever have those times when you're on a walk or a run and you've been thinking about something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it just bing. It, so it clears your real, head. So it's a real That's thing. a thing, isn't it? So there's such a, there's meditation and then there's active meditation. I've done a ton of reading on this because I go for runs and I usually start my run with, uh, this is the problem that I'm feeling, the stress, the anxiety, the thing I'm trying to solve. And it will typically come out during the run and they call it active meditation because you're, your, your subconscious, right? Your brain can kind of shut down a little bit. It doesn't have to think about a lot of things. It's the reason I don't run in the city. I drive when I'm going to do my long runs, I drive to a path where there's no traffic. And I, because I, that's the only way I'm going to have a relaxing run. I can't run from my house and be dodging cars and stopping at stop signs. And it, it, it's too hectic. Yep, yep. Right. So, but there is such a thing. That's what yoga really is. It's active meditation. You're moving your body, but your, your, your brain is able to turn on in a different way. And so it, that's, 
probably my most impactful meditation. Like I yearn, not because I like to run, let's be really clear. I yearn for the experience and the feeling Mm -hmm. more than the actual running itself. Yep. It just, it's, it clears your head. And that's just, I feel so good after. Right. In the days you don't do it. I'm like, damn it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I know, right. If I'm crammed or my schedule's weird or I'm traveling and I know it, when I don't do it, I don't show up the same way. I I would agree. I would totally agree. Yeah. Good for you that you carve out that time. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you turned this and started interviewing me too. Really nice job on that. (laughs) Well, you're so more articulate than I am. Let's have you talk. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. You know, as leaders, we're doing our best we can every day. And none of us is perfect. You know, perfectly imperfect is what we are. And I think hearing people's stories, hearing what's working for them is just a reinforcement, right? There's nothing here that we shared today that was like, you've never heard before, or you haven't thought about. It's just a reminder Mm -hmm. that we control it. We get to make choices every day on where we want to spend our time and how we want to show up. And if today isn't the day and you didn't do it the way you wanted to, then try again tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right. And so I think that's such a beautiful message. And to all of our listeners, you know, we get such great feedback on these conversations, just the casualness and and real and authenticity that comes through these conversations. And that's the way we want it to feel. So I just appreciate the community of people that listens, that engages, Um, and really uses this as inspiration to help them become better because that's all we can do, right? Right. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure and hit that subscribe button so you get the latest episodes as soon as we release them. And remember to keep maximizing your unique leadership superpowers. It truly is the key to building success, both in your career and in life.